Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the For My Friends podcast. Um, it's your host Kareem, and with me today again, a special treat, back-to-back weeks. Hi everyone. It's Brittany. Um, so yeah, this is the For My Friends podcast. If you're looking for the For My Nerds podcast, it is under the same feed. But you just make sure you're clicking on the right episode or just stick around, see what happens. But um, yeah, so let me get into that. So we did our first episode of For My Nerds. It's, um, what do you call it? Tentatively named or what am I thinking of? You can say tentatively. Yeah, that's not the name that it's going to be. That's just what we're calling it now. We're trying to figure it out. And um, yeah, it's just me and Ben Lewis, comedian Ben Lewis, benlewiscomedy.com. Um, you can check him out, and we just basically talk about nerdy stuff the best that we can. And um, even if you're a casual nerd, it's perfect. It's not super deep, deep nerd stuff, but it's just all the things that make us happy. Um, you can check me out, obviously, on Spotify for the podcast, uh, for my friend's podcast, Kareem K Comedy. I put up a video last night, my first content on the interwebs, Britt. I did. It's. I made. I made a. As the Gen Z say, I made a content. Is that how they say it? I don't know. He he made a content, and I put it onto um Insta Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, Instagram, and check it out, man. See if you like it. Um. So yeah, that's it. That's all the housekeeping stuff, I guess. And disaster that's what we're gonna go with today we're gonna do i think right just disaster episode we just talk about shit just hitting the fan because we because we thought it was hitting in 2020 (laughs) like that was what we all thought and that was kind of the entire premise of this podcast it was like 2020 sucks guys but it's gonna get better but in 2021 has anyone's father ever asked or said that they are going to join tinder I'm uh I mean that's a great question to ask everybody like hey has any of your dad said I'm going to go I'm going to bang some rando skanks on this app well, what do you think <laughs> If that's happened let us know So like as a millennial generation mm-hmm. like physically I'm in my early 20s but I'm actually in my early 30s <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yes. And um, my dad recently told me just a couple days ago over the weekend that he was thinking of joining Tinder, to which I said, Dad, you're too old. And then I said, what about Match.com? And then he said, I'm not looking for a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty raw. He's That's like, I'm not, up. I'm not looking for eHarmony. I'm I, not looking yeah, for Match. Yeah. No, yeah. That's something I need to I'm looking find to, a therapist to talk over with. I'm looking to hit, I'm looking to hit the Applebee's and then hit the back no, seat of my Chevy Equinox. Fuck, just don't even say that. That's, that's what he's looking for. Yeah. Yep. Just bury the down deep with all the other things my dad has said. Mm-hmm. 2021, guys. I'm going through some stuff, got some stuff going on, you know, some heavy shit. And then but would my dad be considered a boomer? 
Your dad? Yeah. I no, actually I have no idea because my parents definitely know, but your parents are younger, a lot younger. What is the thing for 1961? 1961. Whatever that's... it is that they're too old yeah, for gender. I guess, yeah, he would be a boomer because like what other generations really I, were I there? I feel like the idea. boomer is a huge, like, yeah. includes a lot. He's too old for Tinder is the whole, is what I'm trying to get across and he shouldn't be telling me that no matter how old I am. Yeah. Right, but you know who else probably thinks we're too the, that we're too like uh, like the Gen Zs probably think we're too old for Tinder. Well, right. Those I wouldn't fucks. want to be on Tinder for one. I'd be terrible at it. Two and you're two. You're married. I'm married, but I'm, I'd also be <laughs> terrible at it. All well, right. I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't. But it's. I feel like Tinder's a lot easier for girls. I feel like it's just. Here's here's a picture where I don't look elderly and or mo- morbidly obese, and then guys are just like, "Yup, let's bang." Yeah, but like think about all the girls, like all the filters. Like, how many times do you see a picture of a girl where it's not like a filter? You don't. Right. It's all filtered. Okay. All right. Um. So when was he born? I'm sorry. My dad. Sixty one. Yeah, he just made the cusp. Looks like forty six to sixty four. Okay, so my dad's a a young baby boomer, too mm. old for Tinder. Right. So at in my early 30s, my dad's having that conversation about Tinder. Mm-hmm. I do also vividly remember being in college, I think maybe my sophomore year at URI, mm-hmm. parking in um, that Roman Catholic church parking lot. So because it was like my undergrad, so I had a lot of like gen ed. So I was like on the main campus, not so much in Independence Square. Yeah, yeah, I know where so you're So I was parking at. in that church parking lot. I had 8 a.m. classes, so it was like 7 something in the morning, and I'm parking my 1991 Honda Accord. Good car, good year. (laughs) And my dad is asking how I would feel if him and his 20 something year old girlfriend would have a baby, to which I said, at this point in life, dad, if you have a baby, I'll have a baby. That was a good answer. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I'm, it's fucked up that I'm trying to tell my dad, like, over a decade later, like, no, you're too fucking old for Tinder, that, like, 10 plus years ago, I was telling him, you're too fucking old to have another baby. Yeah. Yeah. I think Again, this is what I'll they call file. trauma. I think Again, this is. I'll what's... file this in things. Maybe one day I'll talk to a therapist. But just maybe but for you... your listeners to get <laughs> a background on my dad is that like yeah, my dad also he fucks. No, but he did have a younger girlfriend who wanted kids, mm-hmm. and he seriously thought it was a good idea to talk to me about that. But ass early in the morning when I'm trying to get an education when i'm in college in a 1991 honda yeah. accord in like 2005 yes so Brett. driving a piece of shit car right. living at right. home right. commuting to listen URI. listen <laughs> listen get that have some of that wine you take <laughs> take a breather all right we still got a lot to get into today but just saying yes all right <laughs> so um dis- disaster like things like your dad joining some some banging no, some banging apps and then like you know like i was saying like other stuff going on i got stuff going on in my family we got uh buddy chelsea out in texas dealing with shit right now because they have you know no power buddy in oklahoma dealing with snow and 
earthquakes apparently that happens in Oklahoma now today in tw- in 2021 it's just not been wonderful so um we're here to tell you that no it's not going to get better cuz i've been saying that for a while now i don't know if it's going but we're we're sharing in the misery with everybody yeah. you know we're like we're here and we're sharing in the misery so i figure i'll open up let's open up with maybe here i'll we'll do this since you're going to help me with the other story I'll open up with the one from high school, from when I was in high school, and a bad day about a person who had a bad day. It wasn't me, but it was a person who had a bad day. So if you're feeling bad, you think about, I'm not this person. Okay? So this story starts. Where to start? I had um, my wisdom teeth out. So, yeah, my senior year of high school, I had my wisdom teeth out. The problem with my wisdom teeth were... Not that they were only impacted. There was also an extra row of wisdom teeth growing behind my impacted wisdom teeth that they call third molars. That's like, I don't know how common that is. I don't think it's super common. But basically, the normal impacted wisdom teeth surgery you have, like they would do that, and then they had to dig into my gum from where that wisdom tooth was into my jaw to remove the other set of teeth. So they couldn't do that in an office. They had to bring me to a hospital to do that, obviously, because it was a whole procedure where they're like cutting into my jaw and removing teeth. A genetic anomaly because my dad worked at the power plant, I think, is why that happened. Um, I also like didn't have my wisdom teeth out until I was like a young adult and didn't have the option of having oral surgery. I had them yanked. Yeah. All right. Just saying. So there was no yanking these. They had to dig into my jaw. It was horrible. So, anyway, but what was also happening at the time was I was in a band. I was a rock and roller. All right, mm-hmm. and uh, one of our our kind of band that we did everything with this local punk rock outfit called um, Value and Quality. They got a big break, so we thought. There was a club in Allentown, Pennsylvania, I believe, and it was called the Crocodile Crocodile Rock. I think that was what it was called, which is weird because Billy Joel wrote that song called Allentown. I think I talked about that <laughs> once or twice. And the place was called Crocodile Rock, which I think was an Elton John song. But either way, this place, this, this scumbag guy is like, hey, you boys are going to open for Saves the Day, who was like an emo yeah, band. All right, well, b- probably most people don't know who Saves the Day is besides Dan. I think okay, he's I the only one that knows Saves the Day. Cool. Yeah. So they're like an emo punk band, a punk emo band. I feel like I feel like nowadays kids wouldn't even call it emo. I feel like g- this generation would be like, simp music. Wait, simp? Simp. S-I-M-P. Simp. Simp like simple? No, like, like, all right, we're about to do a segment of consult urban dictionary because you're about to learn what a simp is all right and you tell me if it doesn't describe me and all my other emo friends in that time frame simp i'm not even sure what it's short for i was listening to like good charlotte and simple plan um probably yes it was that time actually starting line yeah yeah all those all those all those groups all right a simp urban dictionary let's consult urban dictionary and see what we find Someone who does way too much for a person that they like. That's the first definition. Then we'll do that. Um, Use it in a sentence. Brian Shue 
the simp, Brian Chu, the simp, I guess that's his last name, maybe. I bought her a car and a whole ass house, and we are not even dating. Nathan the pimp says, you a simp. So that's what a so simp somebody is. somebody who, like, is a bitch, in yeah. other words. Basically, a man who puts the hose before the bros. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. All right. I didn't know that's what a simp was, but okay. Do we need need any more definitions? Oh, this looks like a good one. Simp, and this person did an acronym. Do you want to read this one? The acronym? No, I can't even read that right now. Suckas idolizing mediocre pussy. (laughs) S-I-M-P. Some males who will do anything for a little bit of play from a female. He's usually chasing around a female who's not even worth the work or time. Yeah, I feel like this is kind of the basis for every emo yeah, song ever yeah, written. No, so, true. yeah, so simp music. There was a simp band. They were called okay. Saves a Day. Yeah. And this scumbag fucking club owner is like, "You boys are gonna open for these." Blah, blah, blah. And he's, um, telling, giving them tickets to sell to this concert. Like, you're the opening act, sell it. So we're all pumped. Like, like my my buddies are finally getting a big show with a big band that we all listen to. Finally, something's happening in this dog shit town of Pottstown. So we're selling tickets like crazy. I get my wisdom teeth out. The reason I say that is because it just the show happens to fall on the day after I get my wisdom teeth out. And then my parents are kind of like, you probably shouldn't go. You should probably stay home and recover. And I'm like, I'm going to go. Take a bunch of painkillers. Go to the show. And I feel like trash. I can't eat. I can barely open my mouth. My face is swollen. I've been swallowing blood for 24 hours, over 24 hours at this point. Can I just say that's not surprising based on how you recovered from your vasectomy? (laughs) (laughs) True, true. So I'm bleeding just like my sack was bleeding into my mouth, swallowing blood. Did you think it was infected like you thought your nuts were infected? No, I was young and dumb at this point. I'm in some disgusting skeezy club that I'm Mm -hmm. sure there's chlamydia all over the walls. And all I could eat that whole day, I remember I got a a pint of, we went to Wawa and I got a pint of Ben and Jerry's fish food. And I'm just able to like open my mouth a little bit to get it in just so I can get something, some kind of calories. Not that I was super hungry, I just knew I needed to eat that and like Gatorade. And then my stomach, empty stomach filled with blood and now Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. And we get to the show and here's the kicker. This, the reason this guy was a cocksucker was because he booked a bunch of local bands, told them they were opening for Saves a Day, put them on simultaneously in the basement of the club while Saves a Day played upstairs with whoever I'm sure they brought on tour to open for them, not have some club appoint an opening group. Yeah. So we all get there and we're in the basement and we're all devastated. Like I feel so bad for my friends and I like wanted to be there so bad for them. And they made us sell all these tickets and shoved them in the basement. And, you know, so they're playing, we're waiting for them to play. So I'm kind of bouncing back up to the main club upstairs, back down to the basement, back up to the main club, back to the basement, the music, the people, the noise, the smells, the sound. I'm just feeling worse and worse. And my stomach is churning on this Ben and Jerry's and blood cocktail in my stomach. I am walking up the stairs. At this point, I think I'm just hanging out on the stairs because I feel like I'm going to die. And then finally, my my stomach reaches the limit of blood that it can 
take, I think it's like three pints mm-hmm. of blood. And I know that because of, uh, it was in fight club. I vomit a lot. Gatorade, blood, and soup, ice cream. Yeah. All in the landing of this dark, you know, stairwell. Mm-hmm. And this is where I say, if you're having a bad day, think about this person. Some girl, dolled up, dressed <laughs> <laughs> Elliot? Elliot, go to bed. Elliot, do you want to say hi? Mm-hmm. Elliot, why aren't you in bed? <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, all right. All right. Hang on. We're going to deal with something here. Elliot, should you be in bed right now? No. So, in 26 episodes, that was the first time that one of them interrupted. I thought it was going to happen like a long time ago, but that was the first time Elliot came down to interrupt okay. it. But all right, back, back to it. They got, he came right at the time of the thing. So the, like I said, the girl, if you think you're having a, this girl's dressed to the nines and she does not see this puddle or pool of blood, vomit, ice cream, whatever. And she's all jolled up, boom, slips on it falls and just is covered in all of my disgusting bodily fluids and i saw her nobody saw me throw up and i just walked away like like i had nothing to do with it and just back downstairs to everybody and was like guys we gotta go home like i'm i'm like this is over once our band's done playing our friends were leaving so that girl went out to go see saves a day and maybe has hepatitis i don't know i don't know how that ended for her but so don't feel bad you could be that girl um on to the next story in light of all the horrible weather the natural disaster story it was hurricane what's that it was no it was a tropical storm saying it's the irene was it maybe mm-hmm. irene i think whatever it doesn't matter it was it was you know 2012 maybe 13 something like that We're in Rhode uh, Island. We're in Warwick. Oh, no, I think in 2011. 2011. We're in Warwick, and it's like September or whatever the hell it was. Mm-hmm. And a storm, tropical storm hits. This is going to be a Category 1 hurricane. Then I think one, by the time it got here, it was a tropical storm. And also my mom's uh, cousin had passed away, so my mom was coming up for her funeral. And we live... And, you know, we're just starting out our lives and we live in this tiny one bedroom um, where like it was so small. If your neighbor farted, you could smell their fart. It was just a tiny little apartment. And um, so my mom, my mom's up anyway. And the power goes out and it's hot as shit. That apartment was so hot. Like all the time, this apartment was hot. Even in the middle of the winter, this apartment was hot. We never turned on the heat. Because the heat would just come up through the floors and it was all cement. So it just held the heat in. And hot as shit. There's no AC. The AC even didn't really even no, work. we did have AC. It was just in that bedroom. We didn't have anything because the power was out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so um, windows open. Whatever. It was just it was just miserable. It was one of those miserable. Our power, and our power ended up staying out for a long time. For like five days or something like that. I think it took like 20 Benadryl. 
Yeah, just to fall asleep. And the cool part about that apartment was it was so hot we had to open our windows and then that woman that lived downstairs would just sit and chain smoke so when you had to have a fan on Mm -hmm. it would just blow all the cigarette smoke into your room and then you just like be laying in just secondhand smoke from the lady downstairs with copd Mm -hmm. and so that was cool but the where the story gets weird so my mom's sleeping in the living room and then which is right outside our which room. Which is yeah, right. It's a it's tiny living room and then our bedroom. Living room, bedroom, that's it. Pretty much the the kitchen, if you even want to call it that. Was part of the living room. Yeah, it was just part of the living room. And so mom's, you know, what, fifteen feet away from us on the other side of the wall. And about one thirty or so in the morning, I hear the sound of somebody being stabbed to death, basically. I was like, shit is going down. Somebody snapped because they didn't have internet and now they're murdering their spouse or girlfriend. But that's not what happened. Somebody was laying pipe at 1.30 in the morning in dead silence because there's no electricity anywhere for miles. Because maybe they didn't have their mother-in-law sleeping 15 feet away in the other room. Right. So what made that really cool was that it was so aggressive and loud that there's no way that anyone in our building did not hear it happening. Yeah, everyone heard them. Everyone heard them. And, like, do you think he was laying the pipe that good? Or do you think she was a good act- actress? Well, he was more attractive than she was, so. Which Probably is a not. weird thing. Hold on, let's just go to that point. That's kind of a weird thing. You see that more with girls, where, like, uh, an attractive girl is a less attractive guy. And that's just because women are generally better people than guys. Like, you know, they're less judgmental. But how did she do that? I don't know. But all I know is nine months later, not even nine months later, but like six months later, she was visibly pregnant and they were moving out. Mm -hmm. So it was obviously that she was the one getting fucked that night. The hurricane baby. Yeah. But why? So why though? Why would, how did she lock that down? What do you mean? That guy. I don't know. High school sweethearts? Maybe. But he was blind? I don't know. I don't know. And he was laying, he was giving it to her right in that ginger puss of hers, just Mm -hmm. hammering away. And then and then that the cool part about that was my mom was fifteen feet away hearing that. And then the next day we had to wake up and pretend like we did not just hear that ginger getting stabbed. What did it sound like? It sounded like Yes, it sounded definitely like almost a opera singer that's being mauled by a pit bull. Yeah. Yeah. I still remember. Yeah. So that that was pretty cool. That was that was a neat one to happen. Um, So, I mean, that's that's that was my natural disaster that story that I picked out. That was pretty, pretty cool. And my mom leaves and then we're just in that shit hot apartment smelling smoke for five days just that was yeah it was miserable stinking like ass and basically i hope everybody out there is doing okay josh chelsea thinking about you guys hope you're doing all right um brit's dad i hope you got some nice swipes and some replies like you know hope you're getting it in right now um brit you're okay you want to say anything no no all right (laughs) um watching the britney spears documentary so maybe next week we can talk a little bit about that we're all suffering with you we're all suffering together don't know if it's going to get any better 
So at least hopefully you laughing at my stories and laughing at that poor son of a bitch that fell into my vomit um, brightened your day even a little bit. If you got one laugh out of it, took your mind off all the bullshit for a second, then then we did our job. So um, going to end it not with a fuck you guys, with a I love you guys, but also fuck you guys. Bye. I say bye, bro. Bye. <laughs>